This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Podcast. Good evening, Endless Ranners. Welcome back for episode 79 of your Endless Ranners podcast. My name is Chris, and I am one of your Endless Ranners hosts for tonight's episode. Joining me for tonight's show are the lovely and talented Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello. hello. And uh, Robbie is uh, on a sabbatical or hiatus or whatever you want to call it. He'll be back next week. But we've got producer Manny. What's going down, old man? What is up, everybody? Good to be here. Good to have you here, and good to good be to here see myself you guys again. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it feels like it's been forever since we've last gotten to hang out, record. Hello, Manny. I've seen you a couple shit. times. Yeah, we sure we've hung out. We've hung out. We've had some food. We've had some good times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's kick it right off with a little Corolla family barbecue recap. Go. Jane. From, yeah. the, from the moment you left your front door, I want to know. So it was an, yeah, it was an all weekend affair um, starting Thursday. Um, me, Manny, Addie, Laura, Brian all went over to the studio and just helped them set up, put out picnic tables, cover them, set up merch. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. fun. And then Friday was the bar crawl and we did more. We helped more setting up there. And um, yeah, they get like they love us because we uh <laughs> we're like free fan labor. <laughs> That's them. how you run an empire, free yeah. fan labor. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was cool. Like we started the bar crawl started like in their parking lot, and uh Chris Loxmana was playing. He did like a little solo thing, and then we loaded the buses and <clears throat> on our way. Ray he, was, was there. Like, was he like playing a guitar, singing, leading the group like down the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> was it that cool? It, yeah, like, um, you know, like movie scene cool. <laughs> I mean, movie scene curly. Okay, from the door to the bus door, you know. Yeah, you could like stand outside the bus door and just serenade everyone, jam yeah. out as we're moving on. Yeah. But super really fun. Cool. Lynette was there. She was pouring drinks she's very enthusiastic so <laughs> enthusiastic <laughs> that's cool so she's having a good time yep and then it was the actual barbecue which was awesome offspring and yeah Roxy. oh mark Aragos, yeah, we, did, we went to the vip event with dr drew and mark Aragos and okay had, had some whiskey took some pictures got Mark was very affectionate. He was like arm around you, hug, kiss, take a picture. Yeah. So That's shout cool. out to all the ace holes that came out. Well, I was just the part that gets skipped over is the food. I, I think I've been kind of like jumping all around because who knows like what episodes I'm listening to. And then I guess Ace did the did the shows from Minneapolis earlier in the week, but um over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, like no, I don't think he ever mentioned the food. Uh the food the actual was- barbecue. I, I mean, oh. it was burgers and hot dogs. It was good, yeah. but it was different from oh, last okay. year. They had oh, okay. They had tacos last year. Yeah, they did. Two okay. years ago. Yeah, so it was a little different setup. 
Yeah. To be fair, he wasn't, they weren't talking about, oh, there was going to be, you know, some famous whatever doing a, you know, spit roast on a pig or something. No, I think they spent all <laughs> no. the money on offspring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they weren't billing it. For, I just, I don't know why I had that in my head that I imagined that, uh, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was band centered, I would say. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So Speaking of band censored, got to give a shout out to Smoking Kills and Loxy. They also rocked the yeah. fucking house. Yeah, that's cool. It was great to see the Smoking Kills. My first time seeing them live, seeing Dawson's group. So that was awesome. Legitimately good band. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've, I've heard a little bit, but and it's good. But, you know, just kind of a sampling, of course. You know, he waited for us, man. He did. <laughs> No, that's just, you know, a little shout out to his uh, catchphrase. Oh, yeah. Is that his catchphrase? He waited for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard him say that before. Is that, am I missing something? Uh, I think that was from like the KLSX days. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dawson, Dawson's got like a pretty, you know, long career in radio, you know, just being a disc jockey and all that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that whole, like the, what do they call it on Monday mornings? The, uh, tool, tool tune or whatever the K, K tool or whatever the radio station is. The tool, yeah. rock. the toolbox. Yeah. Toolbox. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. the toolbox. Like, I mean, that's just like that. I think he's been doing that for a long time. So my it's only cool. problem kinda... with it is that I listen at like 1.7 or something. <laughs> so, oh, so it's oh too that's weird. right. Yeah. You listen to it at that fast pace. Yeah, so it kind of ruins it, but that is so smart. But I just can't do it, you know. Really, you get through can't so much it. more. That I know, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm trying to up it. I'm trying to train my ear to to get because then you can even faster. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Whenever it comes oh, to music, Lord. they throw in some music. It it's it doesn't do very well. No. Where else in your that. life are you uh, maximizing this efficiency like that? Right. nowhere okay just in your podcast listening information intake yeah that's it um i wish i could do that with my sleep <laughs> that'd be sick man cram in twice the amount of sleep in i bet you can I, i'm i guarantee you there's a product that on the market that will probably you know, just listening to us now, you know, when this airs, Facebook will start throwing you ads for, um, you know, speeding up, you know, this, uh, this headset speeds up your sleep, a sleep enhancer. Yeah. Speaking of which I took a nap before this show, I went to get coffee this, this afternoon and I put some half and half in it, which I don't normally do. And I just had the worst stomachache. I was like, I can't shake this so i was like i gotta take a nap before we record so <laughs> yeah. i like, totally fell asleep i didn't know if i was gonna be able to make it you know so i, I took my power nap i'm yeah i don't know maybe mm. it One was a half and half packet just like just i think it's been sitting out all day and it probably wasn't the best quality yes yes no, that was gonna be my so. thing i doubt it i doubt it lesson learned end of day half and half don't fuck with it <laughs> no <laughs> But, that doesn't go bad. What are you kidding me? Doesn't even need to be refrigerated. The little packets with the foil on the top. No, these are. This was like in a in a like a. 
Oh, in you know, the pitcher. At least it's out there. You get your coffee, you go to the little yeah, yeah, counter yeah. and it has the different types yeah. of milk you pour. It's in a, a thermos. Yep. I don't know if it's a thermos is the right word, but yeah. Yeah. Some kind of thermos pitcher canister type, you know, container slash pouring device. I think we all know what we're talking about. I think it's supposed to keep it cool, but after a while it's, you know, they open at five 30 and this was like three o'clock. So <laughs> who knows? About, but I'm a, sure it's been refilled several times, right? It has. You, to you think yeah. they don't go through that? I mean, yeah. I think you're just, you just have a very sensitive system. That could it's be. Okay. It's okay. I don't eat a lot of dairy, so. I got to give that? a, oh, sorry, go ahead. a quick shout out to listener Ken. I met him at the barbecue. He approached me as the barbecue was winding down and he's like, hey, man, I've been late well listening to endless ranters he said he's been catching up and he just wanted to give us a shout out he likes the show yeah thank Uh, you what was the name ken yeah thank you ken yeah that was a pretty cool i was like yo someone recognized me from youtube that was weird (laughs) (laughs) that's funny not weird surreal it's like oh cool thanks man yeah yeah uh also (laughs) A weird story about milk and containers and whatnot. When I used to work at a gas station overnights, I'd make coffee in the morning and we'd have two different thermoses, one with actual milk, whole milk, and the other one with half and half. Uh, one customer that lived around the corner, I guess she felt entitled enough to never use those because I noticed that there'd be a gallon of milk opened up next to the coffee. After a while, I noticed it was her doing that. And I just always bothered me. It's just like, why can't she just, you know, use the milk that I'm putting into this yeah. thermos here? Because I'm not fucking with it. I'm not doing anything weird with it. And, you know, you're just wasting, you know, Is it the same fat yeah. content. Like, was she picky about? Yeah, you know, we'd use the same milk. Non-fat. It was the same. Yes. Exactly the same. Yes. Yes. I bet she wears a mask when she drives around. Who knows, man? She, she was. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Stop stereotyping, uh, I'm just, Chris. I'm just saying she's gets the uh, she's trying. She doesn't want to use the common uh, milk dispenser. I mean, joke. Well, yeah, but the joke's on her. It's not like it's the same milk. It was just you're just wasting an extra gallon on our end because you feel like no, I don't trust this one in the thermos. Oh, she thinks it's gone bad or something. She thinks okay. that, or people have been fucking with it. I don't know. Either way, she's wearing a mask. If, if she's alive, if she's alive, I don't even know. I don't know where she's at. Yeah. Well, people in their odd behavior, man. Yeah. All right. So what else is going on? Um, Chris, you've got your deep in uh, sports with your kid. Yeah. I figured we'd talk a little bit about that. Um, Let's get into that, man. What do you got? Yeah. So peewee, they don't call it peewee anymore. I, I, I don't know. It's just, they call it the age group. So yeah, but peewee football, peewee tackle football has begun. So my son is playing uh, tackle football for the first season, and it's uh, it's been really uh, fun watching watching him learn how to play football. Really, because they he played flag, but as his coaches were yelling, you know, you never really played football. Um, so they're learning how to tackle and all the techniques, and they're explaining to them all the you know the new stuff about safety and how to tackle. Um, and it's just really uh, yeah, I can't say how much. Uh, you know how fun it is to watch the my son and just all the boys really they're 
the way they're uh, working together. So is he I, excited about the, it? Oh yeah, he's loving it. He's um, he's uh, right now they've got him playing center. So for 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 Jane and Manny, <laughs> that's the guy that snaps the football to the quarterback. Gotcha. Because my son is kind of a he's he's a bigger kid. He's not huge, but I mean he's slightly bigger than all the other kids. For his so, age bracket. For his age bracket, yeah. So, what so are you feeding the, the kid? Center's oh, basically going to be the guy that snaps the ball, and then he takes over blocking the. Then he blocks. The then he blocks yeah. one of the defensive tackles, usually or line, you know, any anybody trying to get in through the holes or whatever. Um, but he likes it because it's a job, and he's like really happy to be in on every play. So come like, useful, so, damn it! Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know. That kind of ties in maybe even to one of the news stories, Jane, we'll maybe share later. But um, yeah, he has a job. So and he's in and he's really in like most plays that they're doing out there. Um, so and he's, you know, he'll start at that position. They've already had a few scrimmages already. So um, but I don't know. It, it really gets them into it. Plus, I mean, they're out there. It's right now. It's four days a week just practices four days a week, two hours each. These are for nine-year-olds in fourth grade. So it's pretty, it's pretty intense here. Um, it hasn't been the hottest of summers and there's a nice place to sit in the shade and there's a breeze. So it's not too bad, but uh, to watch, but yeah, serious business. And uh, it's easier for him since he's involved in everything. So, but oh, everything cool. that Adam Carolla, you know, everything Ace always talks about with, you know, his experience in organized sports or football mainly is what he talks about is uh, really holds true, you know, cause you see the, the, the teamwork coming together, you know, kind of players, you know, having to really do a job and do it really well, even though they may not get any praise. They're, they're not, you know, most of them aren't going to get any praise for it or um, you know, the ball is not going to come their way, uh, but they're there as you know, part of an overall team, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's really kind of fun to watch. So I don't know. So anyway, I don't know. Did you guys, uh, play any organized sports or even individual, you know, like sports like karate? I did a lot more individual sports. I dabbled in a lot and I never really had a knack for the team sports. I don't know what's wrong with, and I kind of reflected back on this as an adult, but, um, yeah, I always struggled with kind of reading everything going on around me and reacting correctly. Um, I played some okay. t-ball. I played t-ball when I was uh, like six. It's kind of hard to gauge much from that. And I was, uh, it's, yeah. But then, then I was into ice skating and gymnastics and um did you swimming. enjoy those or excel at yeah. those i was much better at those <laughs> much more of a knack for those and swimming too and then i mean ice skating i was in group um performances like we had the we would put up, the rink would put on shows in the spring and so we spent all school year um working on a number in like a large group and um I think I was just kind of awkward. I think it all like feeds into my social awkwardness. I mean, it's fine. I may do. And I was always the shortest. I was like the youngest one. So I was on the very end of the pinwheels. So I was like getting. <laughs> you were the shortest. The fastest. 
Yeah, okay. we don't have one of the shorter ones. So, you know, you get the pinwheel and you've got the tallest in the middle and then it goes out to the shortest. Gotcha. You know what I'm talking about. And then the pinwheel. It's you're like you're standing in a line. You have the tallest people in the middle. And after that, each person gets a little shorter as you get to the outside. Okay. And then you spin, you you rotate that pinwheel from the center where the two tallest are. So they're going super slow. But me, little me on the end was going super fast. Okay. And it's hard to keep it a straight line. Okay. Anyway. And then in high school, I tried playing volleyball and I did JV, but I really wasn't cut out for it. Like same, like I, I could do certain things really well. Like I could jump, I had a good vertical, but I wasn't tall enough for it to <laughs> make an impact. A punch. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, you know, I didn't make varsity and I just wasn't good at the reacting the way they all work together. And I was just like frozen, like, uh, what position did they have you playing? Uh, oh gosh, I wasn't setter and I wasn't middle. It was more like back in the back, but you had to rotate. So I was always on the left. I mean, you're rotating. So you kind of have to, I can't remember. Crazy. Anyway. So that was my experience. I just. Bottom line, I don't, know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm terrible <laughs> at team sports. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not. I don't know what, what you can read into that about yourself. I don't know. Some of the kids I mean, and obviously this is, you know, I don't know what age you're talking about, like middle school age, high school age um, that you were trying this high school. Or, 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 high school. Okay. So later. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just depends too. Like, I don't know if you had, um, I, I, you know, your sister is older than you. She's younger. She's younger than you. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I can tell that there's a big difference of the kids that are playing, you know, on my son's team that the kids that have an older brother that played the sport or a sport or any sport, they are, they just have a, you know, just a big, a huge advantage. Right. Because they've been, they've spent the last, like, you know, before they could even participate in some of these sports, they just spent that time watching their older brother, you know, their older sibling, um, you know, and trying to emulate them. So, um, yeah. And you can see some of the kids, like their older brothers at their practice, at the practice, and he's, you know, kind of coaching them up. And like you can see that you kind of listen to your older, well, and that maybe not everybody, but, you know, um, for my son, he doesn't really uh, respond to my coaching that well. <laughs> I don't know why. So, um, but I think that's uh, normal. To, to other coach, you know, to the you know the coaches, he responds really well. You know? I think you need to so, walk around the house with a whistle around your neck. I should. It's great really idea. drive the point home. It's a great idea. Well, yeah, maybe I don't if you know. had played the sport, he would look up to you. You know, I wonder about parents who are who are passing down the man, you know, what do you call it? If you have a dad that was like an all varsity, whatever football player, he's like, Oh, I'm going to groom my son to play football. And then yeah. the son will probably respect that and, or feed into it and listen better. But I think if you're just like a random parent who <laughs> doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a luck of the draw on that as a kid. Like if your parents like just aren't interested in sports or, you know, for what, for whatever reason, you know, it's just not their thing or whatever. Um, 
or I, w- I was going to say, like, I never played organized football. I played soccer. From, disorganized football? I played a lot of disorganized football. Yeah. Because um, where I lived, I grew up mainly in a in a townhouse, like a row home in the Baltimore suburb. And the, behind every house in this row, everybody had a fence, like a fenced in yard. And behind that, outside of that fence, so outside of our backyard was a you know, really big, you know, to us kids, a cone shaped field. And it was perfect. Cause like on one side, it was just an empty road or street um, in like a, you know, quiet neighborhood. And then on the other side, it was like a hill. So it's like almost like bleacher seats up on the hill. So we just had like all of us in this neighborhood just had this perfect shaped field to go to. It was just, you know, we were very fortunate, you know, uh, so we just, it was big enough to play, you know, pick up football or baseball all the time. So we just kind of lived right there. And also, you know, when we we're playing baseball, the the fence line of all the houses was the, you know, it was a home run. So it was kind of perfect. Nice. <laughs> so, and then when you hit a home run, like it was awesome, but at the same time, you just hit a ball into someone's backyard. So it's like, uh oh, got to like go there's, bother them. There's, well, there's always a chance you're going to break something or hit somebody. Now, yeah, or, or you won't be able to same, get the ball back. It was like the same neighbors over and over again. So you, yeah, it's just a bunch. Were mean. Which ones had a dog? Oh yeah, yeah, mean exactly. Dog. Yeah, like this one was. Well, this was our. You know, like I think there was probably three or four of us that lived there. That that was their their yard, so it was easy. But yeah, there's some people where it's like we, no one really knew that neighbor. You know, it's like a creepy old guy, or just you know no one ever saw the person. So it was a little bit, you know, when you're 10 or 12, you know, you kind of, you know, maybe dramatize it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's like that movie, the Sandlot. Right. Like, or you just <laughs> get extra balls and leave them. Yeah. You know, it's never that easy. Now, now it is right <laughs> now it is. But back then it was like, if you had a baseball or a football. I mean, that was like, Lush ticket item. I mean, that was a yeah, that was a uh yeah, big ticket item for sure. Um now it's like you know, you look at my son's like toy chest, there's like eight baseballs, like softball, like you know, there's a there's a white one, there's a yellow one, there's a rainbow one. There's like it's just variety, you just get variety packs of everything. The future is a surplus of balls. Yeah, that's true. Lots of sports balls. Um and it's like, it's just to them, it's just a commodity. They just have them, they're everywhere. So they don't, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating because, yeah, you know, every year you get your kid a football and then every year he loses it. Like, inevitably, within 12 months, he will lose that football, you know, leave it behind or it'll get stolen or who, who knows, you know. Anyway. A year's a good amount of use. I'd be more aggravated if he lost it in maybe two or three months. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's say I would say he he would never make it through a season. You know, through a okay. <laughs> by the end of the football season, he didn't have a ball. So, for sure. But anyway, let's yeah, see. It's fun. it's fun stuff. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Have you had seen any fights break out in between parents? You know, super aggressive, hostile. No, not yet, but it's definitely a possibility. Um, Close calls. A couple years ago in Flag, and this is when the kids are like six. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think there was a head coach that got the other team's head coach got thrown out of the game because our, our coach was, you know, knew the rules or whatever. And was, you know, the, you know, the referees at these games are not, uh, you know, studying up every year. It's all volunteer. Uh, yeah. So they, well, they, I'm sure they get paid, but you know, not, not enough to be, you know, emotionally invested, you know, <laughs> referee in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that level. So, you know, the coach, our coach was telling them, you know, what the rules were, uh, you know, getting calls in our favor. And the other coach freaked out. was like, you know, threw a fit and got thrown out, had to leave. It's pretty funny. Cause you know, that guy, you know, that's, you know, his kid plays on the team. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, thanks dad. I'm really torn on that. You know, if it's like, you know, you shouldn't have done that in front of your son or it's like, no, you teach your son. Like, you know, yeah. Every now and then you got to fucking, you know, so Ace, so Ace talks about how football, like organized sports, kind of saved him and made him kind of helped with his development. Are you seeing aspects of that in your son now that he's been in it? Yeah, I mean, he's not, you know, he doesn't need to be saved or anything. Like, in, I know in that way, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, I do see that. That's a huge part of like it. Like a Jim Carolla here. Yeah, you know, I, have- I actually stay, I sit there at the practices in my chair, you know, like all the other suburban dads and, uh, and just most of the time watch yeah, it is, it is enjoyable. It's fun watching and Plus he's in on every play. You know, there are other kids that are just kind of standing around most of the time. Um, but you know, it, it's fun. Uh, but no, the teamwork, um, most of the kids were strangers to each other, you know, before the season started. So, uh, they kind of get to know each other. They start to click like my, you know, my son's offensive line. So the offensive lineman, there's like three or four kids that are kind of, you know, look, look like him, you know, same shape as him, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, they're kind of bonding because that's kind of their line, you know, that's their trench and where they play. Um, and they start helping each other out and like giving each other tips and stuff like that. And it's, it's fun, you know, so it's fun to watch. Right on. Yeah, but it's funny. Cool. They just kind of gravitate towards the other kids that kind of look and are shaped like them <laughs> on, <laughs> on the football field, at least, you know. So you got legs. I got legs, too, man. The other player, like the skill position kids, I mean, they're always out like off somewhere else or in the backfield on their own or, you know, getting coached, kind of coached off separately. Gotcha. So. Cool kids club. They're kind of more, they're more kind of by themselves more often, really. Um, So um, they're not kind of down with like teammates, like work, you know, working together as as in close as in close quarters, I guess I'd say. Have you uh, investigated those helmets? Make sure they're they high tech. uh... Oh, the helmet was like over $300 and it's got like uh, multiple, um, Airbags inside and um, nice three like came came with a pump. Wow! It came with a pump and it's got like multiple air holes where you have to pump you know, like you pump it up to fit it properly. And they are really, I mean, they really like they have the kids watching. Like yeah, we have to do homework and watch these uh, NFL videos uh, by like Pete Carroll when he was. I think I don't know if he's still coaching the Seahawks, but. Um, you know, when they were kind of, you know, it was a movement in the NFL too, like tackle in a safer manner, right? Not to avoid the head-to-head collisions. Right. So kind of tackling with your shoulder. 
Um, so they've been watching those videos and um, really, really stressing that technique. Like that's like a huge part of their training, I guess, at this point. Yeah, okay. the, the tackling. Yep. Mazel. Yeah, so it seems pretty safe and they're not going fast enough. You know, I think the people that talk about the any kind of like concussions or stuff are like really talking yeah, they're about too little to have that much. <laughs> yeah, that they're talking to each other. They would, yeah. they, they break out numbers like over uh, the over their football career, they'll have their head will have some kind of impact like 15,000 times. But it's like, all right, you know, like, like it's like two helmets tapping, you know, like it's really it, it's not like they don't really go at high impact, but it, <laughs> the shit happens. Uh, that does happen. There was a parent talking about their son's middle school game. And there, I think there were two concussions. He said like two kids got concussions because these kids are, you know, they're, they're <laughs> you know, they grow them, they grow them big down here. So, I mean, your kid is one, you know, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, his, you know, he's a, if he's offensive line, their defensive line, then it's a little bit different than, you know, getting getting your uh, clock cleaned, you know, running like you know running across the field, catching a fo- catching the ball. Oh, I got you. Getting yeah. cleared out by somebody, so um, it'd be more of like just volume of hits to the head, but he'll be all right. You know, curious. Do you have to inflate the, is there like a certain PSI that you got to inflate to on the helmet? No, I, no, I don't think so. When we did the fitting, they just kind of pump it to, you know, like, I think it's more like how much wiggle, you know, like how much room, how much it slides around. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's wild though. Th- over 300 for a fucking helmet. Oh yeah. But you know, he'll, he'll be able to wear this one because it's because of that inflatable stuff. Like he'll be able to wear it probably maybe through middle school. Okay, that's cool. Fourth, fourth grade now, so I might have it for like four years, maybe. So your head stopped growing when you're six or something. So, do they? I have no idea. You don't have really? to worry about your head getting growing out of it when you're six. Well, if you <laughs> that seems like such a- <laughs> okay. I mean, if you think about it. Kids have big heads compared to their body. That's why they. That's how I identify them as kids. Six year old. Is that really when your head stops growing? By age five, the skull has grown to over ninety percent of the adult of the adult size. It's the rest okay. of the body that just has to catch up. Then you you stated that as if Manny and I do not know what ninety percent means. No, she has to state it in such a way for the people that don't know what ninety percent means. Wait, I know. I literally just read this off of a Google search. Okay. By age so five, the skull has grown to over ninety percent of the adults the adult size. Wait, how did? What did you think I said? Like that as if 90% is done. So like, what, what did you type in when, at what age said, is the skull 90% complete? <laughs> like, oh, what age? We want to know when it's done. Damn it. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I, that's what, that's all it says at 80% by age two, 90% by five. That's I'm doing this. We're on a podcast. We got to like move quickly. I don't have time to like sit here and click on <laughs> We've done two searches so far, it seems. I typed in, in, when does your head stop growing? Okay. Okay. Come on. So it's Google's fault. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not kidding. Come on. 
Is shadow ban the real answer? What if Google was like, we don't like these, we don't like these people. So we're going to start giving them like oddly vague search results. Exactly. We don't want want these, we don't want these people like Jane getting information. Exactly. (laughs) They did it specifically to stifle Jane. They are out to get me. Seriously, yeah. though, they could Everything be like, "Oh, is a scheme." Because so, you know how the algorithm now like tries to predict what you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna search for, and so it could just start throwing you some curveballs. Like, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm being trolled by Google. Did you mean ninety percent done growing? <laughs> no, I meant one hundred percent. Damn it! No, 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 no. You didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> But point being, I wasn't too far off with yeah, what I said. You're right well, there. Really, Before actually, I did a Google search. So. We actually still have no idea. To be fair. We have no idea the average age of a person. Um, it just feels weird. Skull is done growing. Done. done it just growing. feels weird that a person's skull would be done growing by between the ages of five and seven, I'm guessing. Yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe. But that's, think about the por- proportions of a child's body compared to ours. Right. Yeah. Like the head to the rest of the body. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm but just so used to looking at my it's a kids. Third of their body. Yeah, I don't even really, I don't notice that they're so, um, so off. Yeah. <laughs> so top heavy. You're right. Now you do. <laughs> You're never going to look at kids the same again. I probably won't. You can thank Jane. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna move tonight. (laughs) Just wake your kids up from this. It's over. Kids, time to move. Why? Why? (laughs) No, don't. No questions. Just start packing. Let's go. No, no. Time for me to move. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Before they get back. All right. So briefly, I didn't do much organized sports growing up. Uh, Dabbled in soccer for a bit. Wasn't my jam. I was more into the solitary stuff as um skateboarding bmx i did do a basketball camp in junior high but that was before i completely just you know gave up following and participating in basketball the way that i did up to that point yeah yeah uh mostly got i let the bullies win and i was like you know what fuck basketball just turn my back on it um (laughs) you turn your back on the sport yeah did you retire? Did you retire a champion? I retired my love of my love of basketball. It's just like that portion of me is dead. Mm. Um, I was very much interested in hockey growing up, but the financial barrier to entry was too much for my parents. So the best that I could do was street hockey. Um, was able to wrangle up a, a varied assortment of kids from around the neighborhood that we'd all congregate in this random parking lot near everyone's house and we'd just play for a good few hours this rollerblades yeah rollerblades whoever didn't have rollerblades they either played goalie or defense in front of the goalie it's just like cover this area Um, well hockey yeah hockey is expensive you know the the cost barrier entry is uh too much for almost all parents really unless so much equipment too yeah dude pain in the ass i think that it depends so if you're like if you live in like saskatchewan or something the the equipment's (laughs) probably like abundant you know what i mean if you go to the secondhand store the goodwills are probably just full of that shit or maybe a lot of it is just like family heirlooms since it's like a part of the culture 
in Dallas, it's like you walk in, they're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna get it, we're gonna get at least thousand dollars out of this guy. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, here's your new setup because you you don't you don't you trust me, you don't know anybody that has any of this shit. There's no hand me downs for it at this point. Yeah. But um I oh I, I did see a flyer though, what they're doing here in Dallas with the Dallas Stars. There's like a Dallas Stars training center nearby. Mm-hmm. Is um like you sign up for the camp and like you all the shit, like all the equipment's covered. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Or like they just, you know, you just show up. Like that's the key is you just show up. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't have to go buy anything. You just show up and you do the, you know, I'm sure at some point you got to buy your own, but yeah, know, they, they want to, they want to get as many kids in there for, uh, you know, roughly the same price that the parents would have to pay to put them in soccer or basketball camp or something. So yeah, yeah without like a thousand dollars in overhead. Yeah. So, so street hockey, that's fun. Yeah. That, that's, that's a lot. I, I've never, I wish that was like, I would dream about something like that when I was a kid. Really? We had a lot of fun, but like we didn't have roller blades. That was a little bit early. Oh, yeah. You guys were oh, still yeah. more like roller, roller skate yeah. generation. Roller blades were, were like in the 80s. Yeah. Well, no, they were, if they were in the 80s, they late were 80s, like, more, more yeah. late 80s. It was like the, like the crazy dude on venice beach or something like that in the you know in the mid to late 80s I don't know. yeah or just like the wild looking dudes as casted as extras in like you know whatever movie from the 80s as well made to look menacing or you know standoffish whatever the fuck hey jane real quick why don't, can you google like the exact <laughs> month and date that rollerblades became popular in the united states of america kidding Oh my God. Let's see. Uh, oh, and also for a brief moment in time, did judo. That was really fun. I was going to ask. I knew you dabbled in the, uh, martial, the martial arts. arts yeah, yeah. Always being a fan of just martial arts movies. Uh, that I would, you know, think was participated in a couple years, like late elementary, bit into junior high. And they taught us how to fall, which I thought was really cool, like how to fall without getting hurt, uh, how to properly roll. So if I had practiced, I could probably do a shoulder roll. I mean, literally, they had us doing shoulder rolls, <laughs> drills a good chunk of the time. That shit was so dope, dude. It sounds like they were like just like teaching you like how to get away, how to yes. get away quick tactics. Yeah, <laughs> a good part shoulder of it was roll. just like, yeah, uh, evading or, you know, <laughs> shoulder roll out the door. Exactly. No, we didn't get into the shoulder roll over the hood of the car. That was yeah. more for advanced students. <laughs> shoulder roll through kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> so that was really fun. I really liked it because I also got to, they encourage us to be, you know, very uh, affirming as far as like, you know, yelling out Kia and all that Kia, all that shit. That was really dope. Like mm-hmm. because I was very soft spoken, very uh introverted. So it gave me a opportunity to kind of just be like, huh, this very is important. What, yeah, yeah. So it was it was weird, but it was foreign, but it was still interesting. That was the only opportunity, the only forum, I should say, that I got the opportunity to be like that. Other yeah. than that, it was just like back to my weird, fidgety, spastic self. Sort of like that. So first, first commercially available inline skate, which is the rollerblade, uh, 1987. Okay. 
So yeah, could have been in a you know in a in a late '80s movie. I was thinking of the movie. Um, Mark Harmon was in a movie with oh man, shit. There's a lot of famous people, or you know, in the movie, but very early in their careers. Um, summer Summer School, yeah, Summer School. Mark Harmon, Summer School. Never the, heard yeah. of this movie. Yeah. People my age or, you know, within, within, you know, my age plus or minus five years would probably, probably have it. Probably know this movie. Mark Harmon at the height of his, uh, do you, do you know who Mark Harmon is? Do you guys know? Is he married to Angie Harmon? I'm looking this up. The name sounds very familiar. Oh no. It says Pam Dauber. Never mind. No, I don't know Mark Harmon. Pam Dauber. Is that Mork and Mindy? Was that Mindy from Mork and Mindy? Man, that's anyway. Anyway, yeah, at some point he was like, you know, like um the sexiest man alive or something like that. He's a handsome fellow. Oh, oh okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. NCIS. Yes. NCIS. Yes. That's why yeah, I like, know him. All yeah. the women that all yeah, like the <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's popular with the people that probably loved him in this movie or whatever. But yeah, I think someone was rollerblading that movie. That might have been my first, uh, the first member saw rollerblades. Okay, not related to Angie Harmon. Okay. But ironically, isn't Angie Harmon on one of those? Yeah, Law and Order. She's on. Yeah. Also yeah, one, one of those, those procedural dramas or crime yeah. dramas. Yeah. NCIS is a uh, mystery. CBS. Yeah, I was big into NCIS for for a while, and I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker for a good procedural. I don't know what it is about procedurals that just suck me in, man. Oh, I'm, I like I'm so it because they're into, they stand alone. You don't need to the background. It's easy to just dive in. True. NCIS would do like an arc over a season of something. Yeah. But oh, yeah, they they would every, no, but 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 for sure, every episode they'd wrap up the. You know, maybe they'd have a two-parter, but it's very, yeah, very satisfying in this one-hour time period, or you know, whatever, forty-five minutes if you get through the commercials. Um, but yeah, I used to, yeah, I, I have to admit, I used to watch NCIS a lot. <laughs> and it just dawned on me one day how terrible it is. <laughs> I watched up until the point where Denozo, the guy that played him he he was in the show after he he left i was like all right I'm uh, he left yeah 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 okay yeah i guess maybe maybe around the same time yeah because there was just like a bunch of ridiculous comedy with him and that character that they would pull on that show well if you think like i don't know sorry jane mark Harmon. well i don't even know what his name is but he was such an asshole in the show yeah he would be such an asshole to him and everybody'd be like oh it's like no 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 this is not like oh that's the boss like no 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 your boss is a fucking prick like, yeah, he's he's like something wrong with him. <laughs> anyway, and he oh. treats all these people like children. You know, it's very strange. Yeah, but that's but just yeah, the boss. Old people, old people, and then me and Manny love love that love NCIS. I don't know what it is about procedurals, <laughs> man. But like Jane said, I guess it's just because it wraps up quickly. Did you ever watch Law and Order, Jane? Did you like? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. into those. I did too. Time. That was really. uh yeah, that, and that probably like really. I don't know. I wonder how much that I liked, screwed I liked up our SVU. take on the criminal justice system. Oh yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch like how they evolved, and I I liked SVU better than the regular one because 
Um, really? that was sex. It was tended to be sexual victims and they were still alive. So you got their perspective. Whereas on the original one, it usually was a murder. Oh, that's oh yeah. And the victim you're right. was dead. And I felt like it wasn't as interesting not to have that perspective of the victim. Can't wait till I'm 80 and I can watch like Law and Order reruns on whatever that channel is, like me, me TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the procedural power hour <laughs> or power hours, I should say. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what are, what are we even talking about? We were gonna move on from rollerblading. You know, yeah. Okay. So Manny use. was street hockey and with rollerblades. Yeah. Or, or were you the goalie? No, I was. I was all over the place. I had rollerblades and nice. uh, yeah. So yeah, it was good. I had a real. I was really into uh, electronic hockey, like you know NHL series, the EA Sports NHL oh, series for Sega. A long I'm time. Oh yeah. 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 Good stuff. So. Um. All right. So uh, none of us won any gold medals. No. Um, but uh, we're fine. But I got yeah. some news we about those gold medals. Fine. I got. Oh I yeah. Motivate you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go out there. <laughs> Maybe Let's chop the leg that. off first and. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, have to get into a horrible car accident, or I don't know if it has to be congenital, or if if you can just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be All right. Yeah, anyway. But All Jane's right. gotten. So, Jane's got yeah, news. I've got some news. So, in good news, the U.S. Olympic Committee has, for the first time, agreed to award the same amount of cash prize money to Paralympic winners as they do to the Olympic winners. So, previously, so as it is this year, um, if you win a gold medal, you get $37,500. And at the regular Olympics and previously at the Paralympics, they would just get $7,500. So now they've gone from 7,500 to 3,700, 500. So yeah, that's a hell of a more. Yeah. That's got to motivate you. Good for yeah. them, man. I figure they'd be yeah. needing the resources more than an able-bodied individual, not to, you know, disparage all the hard work that every athlete, you know, able-bodied or not has put into getting to the, you know, those success, but still let's be honest. There's less competition in the Paralympics. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough deal because for the, for the regular Olympics, um, which is what they're officially called now. A regular. Olympics. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to say. They're called the uh, Olympics and the Paralympics. No, no. If you watch, so they, I don't know if you, you guys must not have watched any of the coverage, but yeah, it's like, it was like live from Tokyo, NBC, the regular Olympics. I didn't know that they were stressing the regular. Yeah, they would so say much. right. It was jarring at first. You know? Oh, I did not. First week that. it was really jarring, but then I got used to it. Well, yeah. it, to there's to, a lot of stories about it, Jane. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't see any. So France also awards the same amount of prize. They get seventy six thousand okay. dollars for a gold medal, which is and this is adjusted to U.S. dollars. Um, so Canada and Australia. Award fourteen or sixteen thousand dollars, and nothing to Paralympics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they just don't allow. They just don't allow any money, which is kind of shitty. That's very telling. Japan. Japan is forty-five thousand for Olympics, twenty-seven thousand for Paralympic. And this article highlighted it. Highlighted. Oh, so they give more for the Paralympics in Japan. 
No, no, no. They get more for right for Olympic. Oh, I thought it was 27 and 47. But okay. Other, yeah, but reverse. The other way around. Okay. Sorry if I botched that. Um, and then this article highlighted an athlete that from the Paralympics in Japan, he's a Japanese Paralympic athlete. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? I understand that the Olympics are more popular and we get so much help from our government yeah. in other ways that it he's it's like the, the payout is just not the biggest. Hold on. What issue. country is it's that? not like why I'm here. So who's who's saying this? Um, this was a Japanese oh, Japanese okay. athlete. Yeah. yeah. They, don't, they don't really, they don't really big on complaining Toru. over there. They're not real big on com- like public complaining. Yeah. You know I mean? It's not how I yeah. picture them. But it was kind of interesting. Manny's our Japanese see... expert. <laughs> Far from it, man. I mean, it's kind of just interesting to see how the different countries allocate their Olympic funds. Seems we pay less than other first world countries, other than the cheapskates, Canada and, and Australia. Um, but not that, you know, not not that much. But I guess it's like maybe, you know, the the countries that pay the most are the ones that rarely get it's like, you know, the it's the market forces taking place here. <laughs> like what was it? The Philippines, like you get it like seven hundred thousand dollars if you get a gold medal. Yeah, they had high ones. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> that link I sent you guys beforehand was like a, yeah. like a you get one article a month from it. So I can't read. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit oh now. God. I keep going to like oh. clicking on articles and they want me to pay for stuff. Like, or they want me to law, like create an account. Like, it's like, no, 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 Anyway, sorry, I'm too cheap to buy all these. Copy and paste next time. I mean, what are you supposed to have? Like a, a subscription to the fucking Washington Post, uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, LA Times, like the all like all the big newspapers now do it. But it's at the same time, I have this realization every time I hit that paywall, it's like I don't really need them. Okay, I got it. Sorry, That's I sent you guys. Yeah, I have the screenshot that I sent you guys. So Singapore okay. um awards Singapore. seven. Seven hundred thirty-seven thousand okay. dollars. Kazakhstan two hundred because they never 000. they know it's never going to happen. <laughs> and this is all U.S. dollar. Okay. Malaysia tw- two hundred thirty-six thousand. Italy's up there. Italy, the Philippines up there, two hundred thousand. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they don't. Yeah, they don't have to award this very often. So. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I knew they got paid, but I really didn't know how much. Um, or I guess some don't get paid at all. Has this always then, been the topic of discussion as far as, you know, the Olympics goes? I mean, the Paralympic yeah. equal pay. I, yeah. I had oh, never heard this yeah. before. I had never seen a headline about it. But I think they are trying to promote it more, at least. Mm. Well, I'm one data point, but they've been feeding me news stories about the Paralympics, which are going on right now. Yeah. So who's hosting them? Tokyo. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. I thought they were being taking place somewhere else. That's how disconnected I am from that. Maybe it's because all your injuries. You're right, man. All that street hockey is <laughs> taking its toll on my They're body. Like, my these memory. Olympics here, these Olympics are better suited for you. <laughs> yeah, my algorithm is is feeding me a lot of this. I, I, I guess I clicked and watched spending sure. view time that they're like, Oh, she probably wants to know 
what's going on. But so. it is that is interesting. It's kind of a tough one because the the regular Olympics uh, athletes are they really can't say anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're the fastest man in the world and you get thirty seven five for a gold medal in the you know hundred meter or the whatever the hundred meter dash, um, yeah, you get the same amount as the guy that did the same thing in the wheelchair or what whatever it is. I don't know. I guess. I guess it's fair. Oh, I get, oh, well, I guess it depends how you look at it because a lot of it is looked at uh, as like the revenue, right? The regular Olympics brings in, you know, a shit ton more revenue, of course, than the Paralympics. Right. It's like viewership. Right. Ads. So it's, it's kind of like the women's, the U S women's soccer team is always kind of really, you know, like pushing for equal pay to the men's. It's like, I don't know that they're, they bring in nearly the revenue. So it's kind of a weird thing. Right. However, you know, you never know. It could shift <laughs> if it shifted because the, the men, the U S women's team has always done better. And the U S men's team is always really kind of, uh, yeah. How much better does the women's team need to be in order yeah. to get the same pay? Who knows? Yeah. Just, I don't know. I would, I guess maybe they would get more viewership at some point. I don't really know how that works. Well, also in other sports, I think the women are better known, like gymnastics, ice skating. I wonder if you could compare their um, name recognition or endorsements. I mean, it's not like across the board that men are excelling to women. Are there big endorsement deals when it comes to figure skating? I would I don't know I for think, sure, but I, I, I feel think like they so. have enough recognition that you see them in so. ads and hmm. yeah, we have, to th- we have to think about like, cause I watch a lot of European soccer, right. right. And you know, like the, the, you know, there's a lot more money over there um, because in the United States, like everybody watches the NFL and everybody watches major league baseball, but outside the United States, really, nobody really watches it. I guess, you know, the NBA is, you know, fighting for, they get, you know, good viewers in China, I guess. And Japan. And Japan, you know, so they're breaking out. But yeah. for the most part, like, it's very limited. And, you know, some of these soccer teams, these competitions are like, you know, everybody's watching them around the world, you know, like every sat every Saturday morning, like every Saturday morning, people are watching all over the world, um, you know, two in the morning or two in the afternoon, wherever they are. Right. Um, so they just, they bring in a lot more money. So I'm, I'm thinking figure skating is kind of an international thing. So probably, um, you know, if Gillette is going to sponsor you, if, if no one knows who you are, except for in, you know, like big markets in the U S like, you're not going to get as much money as if like you're a worldwide name so they can use your likeness to sell razors in, fucking like uzbekistan you know or where you know australia wherever you know because right. you're known throughout the world as the i don't know i think figure skating probably has a bigger appeal worldwide maybe i think i don't know anyway so that was my good news and then in bad ish news i don't really know what to make of this but adam sandler was asked by netflix to change the plot of his latest movie hustlers from being taking place in China to taking place in Spain. So his latest movie is called Hustler and he plays a failing or he had a he's ha, a 
He's a guy who's a failing career as a recruiter for a basketball recruiter. So he decides to revamp and look internationally. And originally he wanted to take this to China and they were like, no, you should be in Latin America or Europe. Look for your athletes. So he settled on Spain and the guy he recruits in the movie is played by real life Memphis Grizzlies forward Juancho Hernan Gomez. Anyway, say that last name again. Hernan Gomez, H-E-R-N-A-N-G-O with an accent. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen heard a name like that. A lot. There's a lot. Yeah. It's like a portmanteau of names. So it even sounds made up to you. Yeah, dude. Unless (laughs) I'm just being an asshole and not and foreign to something that I don't know anything about. Also, well, let's see if this guy's actually spanish for one thing hernan gomez like my world is spinning right now hold on let me collect myself so this is like he is he's from madrid this is like a rip off and mix up of uh like jerry Maguire agent trying to uh yeah you know renew whatever um right rebrand himself and uh the air up there with kevin bacon (laughs) when he went to africa yeah, right. Minute Bowl, I think. I, I don't even know. I don't know. I never actually saw that movie, but it's insane. It's insane to think about. <laughs> so the yeah. reason the reason Netflix asked them to do this is because they don't do business in China. They are unavailable in China. Years ago, um, mm. China turned them down, and then Netflix just ultimately decided we're not even gonna try with them, but they have been growing in the rest of Asia and in Europe and Latin America. So I guess they wanted to cater to their audiences there. I don't know why they honed in on Latin America or Europe. Like, why couldn't you just go to Japan or India? I mean, it seems like the kind of the humor tone would be more similar. Like if you're looking for the same cultural oh, man. humor tone. Like those are all, I feel like there's, a, there's less landmines if they go to Spain and get a Spanish player that speaks Spanish, then if they went to India and got like, um, shit, Apu from the Simpsons, you know, like that's true. You know, it could, you know, there's that. And then, uh, probably the same thing with China. It's like, why bother right now? Cause Disney caught so much shit from Mulan. So, or you never, you never really know if, uh, um, you mess with China and you get Netflix in China and you make some kind of deal, like it could blow up in your face. Like you could become a, right. you know, like you could become, you know, like, you know, Donald, next day, Donald Trump could be re- uh, trying to run a campaign to get everybody to cancel their Netflix. Like if you don't shine a good light on China, but at the same time, they, they have no plans. Like it's very clear from what I'm reading that Netflix is yeah. just not even trying in China. It's kind of, interesting because that's different than what we hear from what disney and whatever the other big production companies are well that are running over backwards for china well i would though i don't know that netflix isn't bending over backwards because i was going to say earlier when you first mentioned it there was um netflix has released a couple chinese like science like epic science fiction films um, over the last couple of years, I don't know if you've noticed any of those, Manny, but there's been a couple of them where it was kind of, I've seen them while browsing, never watched them. Are bro. they in Chinese? Because of, 
Yeah, they're, uh, they're subtitled. Yeah. Okay. So like they said, I did read that they were trying to tap into the worldwide Mandarin speaking population. Okay. Oh but yeah, because there's China. people that don't live in China that right live or Chinese people that live abroad that would yeah. like to go to watch. Uh, but like, uh, what Scooby, can China Scooby do to them if they're or, not in China? Like, what is what are they? I I can't tell. They're I don't see this as catering to China. I see this as Netflix trying to appeal to Latin America or Europe or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I don't see this as like a negative or a weird thing or like they're being pussies or anything like that. You know, um, I think it's, it seems like it's just kind of a smart decision. First of all, like go where they're paying customers right now that when they're and their governments aren't trying to keep you out, <laughs> their government's probably like, yes, please, please come bring Netflix because everything's really shitty here. And uh, we really need people to have some to be able to watch friends or whatever. You know, we need people to be uh, entertained. Whereas China is probably like, uh, you know how that it's just like, we wouldn't even think of it, but because companies show up at the United States doorstep, they're like, we'd like to set up shop and do business here. We're like, okay, like you, you need something from us. Like, what do you, you know, or, you know, there's paperwork and all that shit, I'm sure. But like China was just like, no, no, we will, we will have, we'll have like a branch of our military dedicated to blocking like your site from getting into our internet and we'll be tracking down people that have bought these you know, VPNs or whatever they, I don't even know how that stuff works, but the personal VPNs you get yeah, so that, so that you can get content from outside of your country. Um, like tracking those people down, <laughs> like you're like China, you know, like if you're Netflix, you're just like, fuck it. Like, why would I even bother? I mean, it is weird that Netflix is the one that's being, you know blocked when the others are doing business with them directly well i don't know well i don't know if is disney like is disney plus available in china because i i really have no idea i I was gonna think it's not or not fully available like or available very limited um just because i know like the big production studios their their fight is to get oh you're right it's not it's not available in china they're fighting they're fighting just to get like fast and furious in movie theaters in China, like period. Or like in more than your, or China would just say, well, yeah, you can have your movie in our country, but you can only be in a hundred theaters, you know, just, just to be dicks. Like, <laughs> you know, they, right. they wouldn't make, they I, make more money too, but they're just like, no, we, we, that's like, you know, they've got the fuck you money and they're just like, no, you just can't even, you know, you can't have your movie here. Yes, we would make money. Yes, all of our movie theaters and all the people that work there would do better. But no, we're just not going to let you. So it's a weird. Uh, Guess I was wrong. There's not that many. I don't know. So it's saying it's not blocked in China, but Disney Plus service is has they've not launched it in Asia yet. So oh, okay. it doesn't sound like a. They're just not allowed to. I mean, or or they'll China will say yes, you can. Uh, but we get to decide which titles are available and we get, we tell you how much you can charge and, and it's going to be twice as much as the service that is like state owned or, or whatever. So, yeah, but eventually they will bend up. They're probably, you know, like they're probably taking in Chinese made productions and showing those and like marketing them. Uh, you, you know, I don't know, Jane, you probably wouldn't see it, but it was 
it was in my feed a lot, like these couple of these big movies. Yeah. They were like science fiction, like epic type styles, like big, big productions and cool to look at. But um, they're allowing those on because they're hoping just, you know, create a little goodwill there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? See how things evolve. I just know that some big companies really do cater to China. I didn't realize Netflix wasn't one of them, but I guess that's kind of good. I just didn't like them impeding on Adam Sandler's creative, uh, uh, whatever his vision, oh, yeah. his creative <laughs> vision. I was like, I know that story uh, you shared earlier was really about Adam Sandler's movie. <laughs> you know, like, so yes, um, maybe they're just not fans of Adam Sandler. That's, that's true. No, that's they true. no Adam Sandler. Wait, China or yeah, yeah. Okay, because Adam Sandler has been yeah, he's been contracting with. Product he did a production deal with Netflix back in twenty fourteen. That's basically his like, next his home for the yeah. future. Yeah. He's either he's either huge in China or they have their own Adam Sandler type guy, you know, and they block Adam Sandler out of China. So no one can ever see <laughs> anything else. So yeah. uh, what's you what's your guys' favorite? Uh do you guys have any favorite Adam Sandler movies? James. I don't remember and I'm I mentioned this earlier today, but I didn't actually like think about it much. On I don't know if I've seen, I've heard of them. Like, there's Billy Madison where he goes through school as an adult. And I never watched that. I just right. remember him getting his movies getting um, really bad reviews in my local paper growing up. <laughs> wow. Wait, you would read the local like paper him. for movie reviews or for film critiques? I should say. I'm looking at. All 43 Adam Sandler movies ranked an article. Oh, The Wedding Singer. I feel like that's the one I know best. Wedding that's, Singer is a great movie. I like Wedding Singer. I like, you know, Mess with the Zohan. Uh, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of goofy shit in that I really enjoyed. Um, there's a difference between like really good Adam Sandler film. Right. And I, you say film like, you know, like with a full douchebag accent on it, you know. Yeah. Like Uncut Gems. Or yeah, like, of love. Yeah. Um and you know, Adam never watched Spanglish. Neither have I. Yeah. Um and Adam Sandler movies that have the best quotes, you know. Oh shit. Like because there's like that's because that's Billy Madison or ha- what? Or oh, Happy Gilmore. That was the other uh, early Happy Gilmore is pretty damn entertaining. Like I'll get, I'll give Adam uh, that a lot more than just a lot of quotes. Like that's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty entertaining movie. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm realizing I've never really seen his stuff. I've seen the wedding singer and that's the only one. Wedding singer. Then, I would put up there with like really good movie, you know, really good movie that he's done. Yeah. So maybe I'm set. That has a lot but, of good quotes in it too. But sometimes like those movies, movies like that, they kind of cheat because they do the throwback to the eighties. Right. So like all the, you know, so in, like, like my brain was not allowed to not like that movie. You know what I mean? Because the soundtrack was like the fashion, like every, you know, like hit song when I was in middle school, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> so also funny. It came out in 1998, which is, you know, less than a decade after the eighties ended. Like, can you even imagine? Yeah. Like, yeah. A oh, I didn't know it came out in the two thousands. It's I, I think the 80s were just like really distinct, but that's yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually surprised. I would have I would I guess I would have thought that it would have come out 
a lot later than that after the 80s but yeah, i never watched airheads i've only seen like bits and pieces here out of out of like on tv broadcast but never actually pretty good pretty funny movie i, yeah. I mean not um yeah you're not ma- you're not making a good case for it man <laughs> well i'd say that it was entertaining it was probably better as a like kind of a slapstick crime comedy movie than it was like a comp like a i don't remember laughing hard a lot but i remember being engaged you know like, right oh shit what's gonna happen i like these characters or these actors whatever and it's funny you know they're, it's kind of funny i guess i don't know for sure um, all right <laughs> Should we wrap this up with a romantic story from the days of yore? Let's do it. Sure, um, sure. From <laughs> so the days of yore. Story. This is from the front page of the of the LA Times on July 11th, 1940. Out of Atlanta. Okay. okay. Ralph Forrester and Claude Smith marital wheel reached three-quarter cycle today with one remarriage canceling out two divorces. Four years ago. Jesse and Ralph Forrester were divorced. At the same time, a court dissolved the wedding bonds of their friends, Mildred and Claude Smith. Then Jesse wed Claude and Mildred married Ralph. So they swapped partners. Oh, wow. But this swap broke down some time ago when Ralph and Mildred were divorced. Monday, Jesse and Claude followed suit. Today, the original Forrester lineup was restored when Jesse and Ralph remarried. Well, that's what a lot of trouble f- to go through to, yeah. be swinger, to be swingers, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like back then when it was illegal, you get thrown <laughs> in jail for doing that shit. Like, so you're just like, okay, fine. Well, we'll just go get divorced and then we'll marry each other's partners for the night. Like, banging out. And then. Uh, was it worth it? You know, nope. But I guess they spent more time. Yeah. They were married for longer than just one night yeah That's we don't have so any ages weird. there's no like how long these marriages lasted or how much time was in between um really because usually yeah, in these nothing. old stories they just give like the per- this is it i literally read the entire article <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's on the front page of the la times and these are not known people it's not like these are famous people mildred barnes was uh pickpocketed today outside <laughs> of the five and time she resides at 234 uh, Hiccup Way, Hiccup. apartment apartment 209. <laughs> like, like, why do I have so much information? Uh, oh, yeah, the I, that... I, <laughs> sorry. I think ahead. in these, they would only give the addresses if they were local, if they were like LA people. Oh, Whereas okay. because these, this was out of Atlanta. It was a national story. Oh, it was a national okay. story. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. That's a distinction. Yeah. Okay. Distinction. Yeah, it was a good point for me. No, it's like old school Jerry Springer. People weren't perfect <laughs> back then. Like, were... well, that was big. That was big. That was the whole movie. L.A. Confidential was a uh, big theme of that. Was um, what swingers like, really? No, no, like oh, kind of like the Jerry Springer type, like gossip rags, or just I don't know. I guess that's not really Jerry Springer. Yeah, the man's evolved over the years <clears throat> from mayor to, I don't know, whatever the hell he called himself, talk show host. Yeah. Well, okay, so is this uh, Ellie, this old story over? Yes. Is this, um, 
Thank you, Jane, for your I news. I love these old news. They're so short and sweet. Yeah. I do too. I do, and this is just refresh my memory or the viewer's memory. I remember everything. Listeners. Uh, the, um, what is this? The LA Times? Like the, the LA Times. So Manny gave me this book filled with all front LA pages Times. from the LA Times okay. for the first hundred years, which was 1881 to 1981. So they have a couple for each oh, every few man. years. Well, I don't even know if it's one a year. It's they hit like the major headlines across that time in history. So we're going to get the one for like D-Day. They'll have one for like the Kennedy assassination, the moon landing and all that. But then it was just headlines. Right. Well, it's headlines. And then whatever is on the the front page. Okay. So there'll be these little articles that are not part of the, (laughs) the major headline. And I, those are the ones I pick from because they're kind of funny. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I was just curious because some of like the, like the crime, the crime blotter, whatever the crime pages would be pretty pretty horrific nowadays. Right, but those would be those are deeper in. Yeah, not like, not the headline. This, this is a, this is this a is book of L.A. Page. Times high lo- he, uh, front pages. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just anyway, want to make sure everybody sure. out there was straight on that. <laughs> I like how foreign this book sounds to Chris. We gotta show him when the next time we hang out, bring it. So he can yeah, I was just trying to paint a picture. For take the it all in. Oh, okay, cool. I was worried there for a second, Chris. No, I like I like that kind of thing a lot. It's like uh, reading the wallpaper at Subway. <laughs> that is true. It always see catch me off guard. Yeah, or yeah, look see what was going on back then. Blueprints for all the train lines and whatnot, subway lines. But serious, when you're a kid, you're like, this is real. Like, where did they get this? This All right, is, guys, this should, we, uh, come from should we wrap it up subway? here since we, we got okay, started let's late? Wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's uh, time to call tonight. Thanks for listening and uh, maybe watching. I don't know if this is. Yeah, this is. No, this record. is audio Could, only. Oh, it's audio only. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chris saying, get it on. Get it on. Get it on. Free That's guys. how you run an empire. Free yeah. fat labor. <laughs>